Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What the Chell, your friendly neighborhood non-misogynistic hockey podcast. I am your hostess. My name is Haley, and I'm on my own again this week. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Lauren Shoss. I do have some more co-hosts and fun guests lined up in the near future, so just keep an eye out for those. But I hope you enjoy another little solo episode of WTC. We're going to start off by jumping into the news. Um, A lot has happened this week. Holy cow. I have so much news to talk about. So we're just going to kind of give a rundown of all kinds of stuff across the league. So we're going to start off... um, I'm so glad I waited to record this episode until Sunday because I woke up to the insane news that the Oilers have fired both their head and assistant coaches, Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson. Um, The Hartford Wolfpack head coach Chris Knobloch will be taking over coaching duties alongside Oilers legend Paul Coffey. After a 3-9-1 start to the season and disappointing performances from star players McDavid and Dreisaitl, to say the least. Um, The Oilers organization decided that Woodcroft was on the chopping block. Um, However, it seems from reading discourse online that Oilers fans seem to be pretty unhappy about this decision, and to me it seems kind of out of nowhere as well. Um, In 2022, um, right after he was hired, Woodcroft helped lead the Oilers to a 104-point finish, which was the best since the Gretzky era in the 80s. Um, And then in 2023, the team finished with 109 points under Woodcroft's leadership, and both years saw them going to the playoffs as well. So personally, it seems like a hasty decision. I feel like they didn't give him a chance, and I feel like something deeper is going on with the Oilers and going on with McDavid and Dreisaitl. I mean, McDavid was out with an injury earlier in the season, and it seems like he just kind of hasn't been the same since he came back, so I wonder if he's still dealing with the effects of that. And then Leon Dreisaitl just seems so unhappy. Like, that man is fed up Like, he's so, being so, like, sassy and bratty with interviewers, and, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, to me, it seems like something deeper is going on there that needs to be addressed, and I don't know if just changing the coaching staff will solve those issues. It might. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, we can't know until we see it in action, but, yeah, it just, it seems really odd to me, but... I mean, hopefully it works out for the best in Edmonton. Um, Over here in Ducks Nation, things got a little bit heated between Coach Greg Cronin and the referees after some questionable calls, in my opinion. I'm not biased at all. You're biased. Um, (laughs) Coach exchanged some unkind words with the refs and was given a game misconduct and a... $25,000 fine for unprofessional conduct. That is steep. Um, The money's going to go to the NHL Foundation, so at least it's going to a good cause. But, I mean, like, he didn't didn't punch the guy. Like, I, I feel like the NHL could have chilled out a bit on Cronin, um... 
like $25,000 for calling the ref a name? I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm not the league, but that seems like a weird decision and just way, way too strict. Um, Trevor Zegras was also seen behind Cronin yelling some names at the ref that I will not be repeating on this podcast because they were not family-friendly. Uh, but it was absolutely hilarious to see him so fired up, especially with his chip tooth. He kind of looked like a kid that just wasn't getting his way. <laughs> he was upset about it. Um, but yeah, he definitely exchanged some choice words. Uh, but yeah, I think $25,000 is a lot. And I know that's probably literally pocket change for him. But still, I don't know what kind of message that's sending, except that uh, you're not allowed to have opinions that disagree with ours. Like, it just seems odd. Um, anyway, enough about coaches. Um, as of November 12th, Elias Pettersson is the NHL's current season points leader with 25 points. Um, so we could easily see him getting 51st with the way he and the Canucks have been playing. And then others are getting close. Um Nikita Kucherov is at 23 points. William Nylander, Quinn Hughes, and Artemi Panarin are at 22 points. And Jack Hughes sits at 20. So these guys really could reach 50 points on the season very quickly. And I think it'll be kind of interesting to see how this race plays out with the competition being so tight. And then Zach Bogosian has been traded to the Minnesota Wild from the Lightning. Um, the team, the Wild, also sent Kaylin Addison to the San Jose Sharks, receiving Adam Raska and a draft pick. Um, I honestly don't know much about any of these players, but Wild fans do seem optimistic about the acquisition, especially my boy Derek. Shout out to you. Maybe you can uh, jump in the DMs and educate me a little more on if this is a good acquisition or not. Um, okay. More questionable choices by the league. Um, Las Vegas goalie Logan Thompson wanted to put a cancer ribbon on his helmet design, uh, but he was told he was not allowed to by the NHL, despite it being Hockey Fights Cancer Month in the league. Um, and at least in my research, I haven't been able to find a reason for this, but it truly blows my mind. Like, what is the harm here? Like, genuinely, if players can use tape like Pride Tape to promote causes, I, which I think is fantastic news, like, what's the difference? Genuinely, I don't understand why he couldn't put a purple ribbon on his helmet. Maybe it's like a copyright or legal issue or something, but if so, like, they need to come out and say that, not just no, you can't put this on your helmet. Like, I swear this league just constantly makes these decisions that make me go, why am I a fan of this league? <laughs> like, I just, I don't understand why everything has to be political or red tape or tricky and why players aren't allowed to express themselves or, you know, like it just seems like everything it seems like they make everything so difficult. And so just saying no to Logan Thompson for wanting to have a um, cancer awareness ribbon on his helmet 
it's just weird. Like, we need answers, Gary Bettman. Like, please, please just host, like, a State of the Union address and just give us all the answers that we so desperately need. It's so strange. Um, okay, moving on. In some wholesome news, um, Adam Fantilli was welcomed back to the University of Michigan, his alma mater, to drop the ceremonial first puck at one of their games and he was received with lots of applause and was absolutely beaming. It was so precious. And then the wholesome cherry on top. His brother Luca was the representative for the team and the two shared a hug afterward. And it was just uh, it's just one of those very heartwarming moments seeing players go back to their hometowns or their colleges or just kind of where they got their start and... I just love it every time, especially when family is involved. Like, so precious. So, so precious. More wholesome news. Oh, I was so excited about this one. A Leafs fan gave Mitch Marner a lobster chewy dog toy for Zeus um, in exchange for a puck. And if you don't know, Zeus is Mitch Marner's lab. And that man loves Zeus so much. He even writes a little Z on his hockey glove in honor of Zeus. Like he just, he loves that dog with his whole heart. So obviously the fan had to take advantage of that. And they had a sign that said, you know, Marner, I'll trade you a dog toy for Zeus from Nova Scotia. And yeah, so they threw it over and, uh, Mitch took it home to Zeus and the, um, the Leafs posted a video and Zeus was stoked about his lobster toy. He was just wagging away and prancing and oh my goodness, it was so cute. I'll put it on my stories this week because ah, just so sweet and so wholesome and what a fun idea from that fan. I feel like I see, you know, like, oh, I'll trade candy for a puck or whatever, but to kind of target Mitch Marner right in his feels, right in his love, the love of his life. Forget his fiance or now his wife. Forget his wife. The love of his life is Zeus. Like, let's be real here. And so to like get his attention that way, like that was so smart of them. And I just think it's so cute. Okay. Hopefully I don't jinx him like this podcast has done to other players. So maybe I'll whisper it. If you don't know, last season, before I give my little statistic here, last season, um, Natalia and I talked about Mitch Marner and somebody else, I can't remember who, and we talked about how they were on a point streak and how they were just absolutely going on tears. And then the very next game after we recorded, both of those players lost their point streaks. So it seems like we tend to have a knack for jinxing players. Some other things happen throughout season one. Um, so I'm going to whisper it so that hopefully the hockey gods don't hear it. Um, but William Nylander is on a 15 game point streak. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Just apologies in advance to William if he loses that streak, but fingers crossed. Let's hope he keeps it up, and I want to see how long he can go on that game point streak. Okay, let's talk about some rookies a little bit. This year's Calder race is 
already shaping up to be tight. I mean, across the league, we just have an incredible, incredible class of rookies. Just so much talent coming from these guys. Um, As of November 10th, to no one's surprise, Connor Bedard leads the rookie point board with 11 points. Um, However, very exciting. The Ducks' Pavel Minchikov is not far behind with nine points. And then the Flyers' Bobby Brink, Predators' Luke Evangelista, and Coyotes' Logan Cooley all have eight points. So, I mean, just incredibly exciting stuff coming from the young guys. And it's also interesting to see how a lot, I would say all of these rookies, because of the way that the draft works, are on teams that have, in the past handful of years, not been very high up in the league rankings, not been so hot. But now they're starting to get these young guys who are fresh out of college or juniors or wherever they came from. And it's super exciting. And it's exciting for fans of those teams as well. And like as a Ducks fan, it's exciting to see one of my players on this leaderboard for rookie points. And I just think it's so, so cool. And I'm so excited to see all of these guys play and develop and become even better players. Um, Yeah, I think Connor Bedard had a really great game today. I'll be honest, I have not looked into it. I should have. I'm a very bad podcast host for not looking into a game, but I was getting multiple notifications from the NHL app about his game today. I did watch the last little bit of the game and it was really exciting. It was the Blackhawks and, ooh, oh my gosh, I'm such a bad podcast host right now. Whoever was playing the Blackhawks on Sunday, and it was a really exciting finish. It was, oh, it was the Panthers. Um, They almost, it was like, it really came down to like the final seconds. Um, But yeah, I think Connor Bedard had a really incredible game today and his stats from this game are not included in these 11 points. So I know that stat is going to be even higher by the time this comes out on Tuesday. So it's just very, very exciting stuff to see these guys and to see them thriving right off the bat, right out of the gate like this. So continued good luck to the young guys in the league. Oh boy, injuries, injuries, injuries. I mean, I was looking at the full injury report on ESPN, and it seems like nearly every team has someone out. I mean, I don't know what is going on, and there's a lot of big ones out too. Um, For example, Nicholas Backstrom, Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Arturi Lekkinen, Igor Shosturkin, Nikita Kucherov, and Trevor Zegras are all out, and that's just to name a few. Like, it really seems like the hockey gods are coming for the big names this season, and I'm not sure why. Like, I don't know what's going on. Is is play sloppier or something, or maybe this is normal and I just it hasn't been brought to my attention? I'm not sure. Um, but it's not working out so well for my teams, I'll be honest. Um alongside Nicholas Backstrom there are like four or five other caps out right now which I'm rolling my eyes because caps fans are not surprised that we have a team full of injuries it's always happened such as the nature of having a retirement home as your hockey team (laughs) um and then for 
the Ducks, um, Trevor Zegers and Jamie Drysdale are both out. Two of our strongest forwards and defensemen, respectively. Um, you know, early draft picks and just like, it sucks, man. Like, I want to see all the guys that I love back and healthy and playing. And I want to see these teams thriving because of them. And it just sucks. It just seems like injury after injury. And I know Devils fans are feeling that way with both Hughes and Heatshirt out. And yeah, like I think Hughes and Heatshirt being out made a big negative impact on the Devils because they lost to the Capitals, which like I'm stoked about. Um, But yeah, the Devils losing to the Capitals is not supposed to happen, especially not this season's Capitals because oh, it's been it's been rough, y'all. It has been rough being a Caps fan. Um, yeah, so I wish all these guys well and hope they get to come back soon and be back in action because their teams need them, man. Like <laughs> they need them so bad. Um, yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, Final bit of news in the women's hockey world. Um, The rivalry series between Teams USA and Canada is ongoing. Uh, The teams are traveling to various arenas to play. So far, they've played two games, one at Mullet Arena, home of the Coyotes, and one at Crypto.com in LA. Um, All of the games so far have been broadcast on NHL Network as well, which is huge. Um... And Team USA has taken both games so far with scores of 3-1 to one and 5-2. to two. And I'll continue to keep you guys updated as the series progresses. But I just want to step up on my soapbox for a second and talk about just the, the lack of advertising and promotion for women's hockey. Like, this rivalry series is one of the bigger tournaments in women's hockey. Um... They play seven games, you know, best out of seven, just like a playoff game would be or whatever. And nobody knows about it. Like, I would not have even known about it if um, I hadn't seen it. I was on my TV and I just, I saw it as one of the recommended things for me on NHL Network. So I was like, oh, like, hell yeah, I'll click on that. I'll watch So I watched the first game and it was so good. Like it was so good. It was so much fun. Um, And the the broadcasters were female as well and they were fantastic. Um, I don't know who it was off the top of my head. I missed the second game um, in LA, but I want to try to catch all the others and I want to see if USA sweeps or if Canada can start to make some moves and come back. But I had I wouldn't have even known about it. Like I feel like the NHL needs to collaborate with women's hockey. I feel like there needs to be more cross promotion. The NHL is so big and it has such a big reach, but like they're not taking advantage of their reach and using it for causes greater than the game itself. Like Promoting women's hockey is important because these women are just as good of hockey players as the guys in the NHL, if not better, um, number one. Number two, they're not getting paid nearly enough compared to their male counterparts and more 
Promotion means more airtime, and more airtime means more support, and more support means more money. And these women deserve it. And and it's just like, once again, the league is just being dumb and, in my opinion, not making the right decisions. And they're not using their platform for good. Like, they're using their platform for gain and self-promotion and pleasing the small few that would disagree with these things i guarantee if the nhl started promoting women's hockey there would be some dumb backwards people in the comments or online going oh keep politics out of hockey keep politics out of hockey i'm sorry women's rights are not politics women's equality is not politics that's just treating people the same like equality is not politics pride tape is not politics a cancer ribbon is not politics and yes i saw comments on the instagram post about logan thompson's cancer ribbon keep politics out of hockey like shut up genuinely shut up learn the definition of politics and keep your opinions off of my instagram off of my twitter because you're wrong i'm sorry i know that Technically, opinions can't be wrong, but you're wrong. If you think that everyone being equal, including women's hockey, including the LGBTQ community, including Logan Thompson's right to promote whatever causes he wants to promote, if you think equality is wrong, then you don't belong in hockey. Hockey is for everyone and the league and the fans need to do a better job with that. And I know a majority of hockey fans are fantastic, wonderful people. But those that are not are just so loud and it's hard to escape it sometimes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm rambling now and I could ramble about this forever. Um, but yeah, anyways, stepping off my soapbox now, um, rivalry series. Check it out on NHL Network. Follow um, either USA Hockey or Canada Hockey on social media. They're keeping you updated on the games and where you can find them and what the final scores are. So give them a follow as well, and then I'll keep you guys updated too. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. I can get really passionate about things. Um, okay. So hopefully my reference here is correct because i haven't seen stranger things i know hot take um i tried to watch the first episode and i just i don't know i couldn't get into it um so i just kind of quit and never revisited it but i feel like i've been living in the upside down when it comes to hockey like the league seems to have been turned on its head is it just me surely it's not just me um teams that were bad are now good some of the best players are flopping, and I feel like wins and losses just seem so chaotic this season. Um, like, I, I genuinely just feel like there's this, like, chaos tornado that's going through the league and just throwing everyone in the air and placing them down wherever they want. And I just want to talk about it a little bit because I feel like it can't just be me that's seeing this. I know I was talking to Natalia about it, and she's like, yeah, like, I, I totally agree. Like, I don't know what's going on this season. 
So I just want to like give you guys a couple little examples. And if you don't see it, if you haven't noticed it, maybe you'll see it now. Or maybe you'll jump in my DMs and be like, Haley, you're being ridiculous. Like this doesn't make any sense. And that's fine. Anyway. Okay. Um, so starting off with kind of focusing on some specific players, um, both Jonathan Huberdeau and Johnny Gaudreau were benched by their respective teams in games this week due to poor performance, which, huh? Like, like Johnny Hockey was benched? Gaudreau was also called out by his head coach um, in a press conference who said he hasn't been bringing enough to the table. Um, I, and, and I totally think he's correct. I mean, Gaudreau has just six points this season, and only one of those has been a goal. Um, at the end of last season, he boasted 74 points in 80 games played. Um, so he's definitely not on track offensively to tie or beat that record. Um, like one goal from Johnny Hockey is just insane to me. Like he was good. Like he was real good. 74 points is impressive. I don't know, like for him to be benched, like something has to really be wrong. Um, and then Jonathan Huberdeau being benched as well. He only has seven points on the season so far more than Mr. Hockey over there. Um, And he has a negative 13 plus minus, which I know is a controversial stat, but negative 13 is real bad. Um, Last season, he finished with 55 points in 79 games played, which like is a solid, like I would say kind of middle ground. Um, Like that's a pretty good stat. And yeah, seven points so far. It's just it's very interesting. Um, and then I also kind of want to move to the stars. Um, I literally have not heard about Jason Robertson once this season. Like I kind of almost forgot that he existed. And then I don't know. I was just, I was watching and I saw the the stars when I was looking on ESPN plus and I was like, Oh, (laughs) where did Jason Robertson go? Like, is he okay? I looked up his stats. He only has three goals and seven assists so far. So he has 10 points, which honestly, 10 points in roughly 12 games isn't terrible. Um, But he ended last season with 109 points, which is averaging over a point per game. So, like, he's kind of sliding down in performance, too. Um And then Alex Ovechkin has basically forgotten how to score, I think. Um, In his 13 games played, the man only has four goals. Like, four. And now with his wingman Nicholas Backstrom out, like, his odds of beating Gretzky's goal record anytime soon are looking grim. Um, At this point, like, he's going to have to play till he's, like, 45 if he wants to, to beat that goal record because he is not doing so hot. I I saw one of my people I follow that's on Caps Twitter reposted this graphic that was um, a puck and an arrow going toward the net. And it was like, 
which player needs to see this? And she was like, Alex Ovechkin. And it's so true because that man cannot find the net. Like, I don't know what is going on with him. It's like he went to Russia. Maybe something about the the water in Russia or something. I don't know. He went to Russia and came back and forgot how to play hockey. I don't know. It's odd. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let's talk about some teams more so. Um, We're going to start off with the Oilers and Connor McDavid because what happened to Connor McDavid? Like, I'm genuinely concerned about him. Like, I was kind of already jokingly concerned about him last season just because he has no personality and he kind of looks miserable all the time. But, like, I'm concerned about this man's health and hockey playing abilities. And I say that genuinely seriously because it's so out of character. Um, He's been under one point per game average for the first time since November 3rd, 2015, which was his rookie season. Like he is playing at the same level as he was playing as a rookie eight years ago. Um, in 11 games played, he has just two goals and his plus minus sits at negative four. Um, the team has a three and nine and one record, which I'm sure is demoralizing. Like I'm sure these statistics are so tough for him to be dealing with because last season he finished with 153 points, 64 of those being goals. Like, he's nowhere near being on track so far this season. Um, Like, the Oilers sit 31st place in the league above only the San Jose Sharks, who they lost to. The Oilers lost to the San Jose Sharks, who let in 10 goals twice last week. They let in 10 goals not once, but twice in the same week, and the Oilers lost to them. I mean, like... Congrats, San Jose fans. That's got to be an incredible feeling. Um, But wow, like the team that advanced to the playoffs last year and boasted a generational star of a player and Ovi and Backstrom light, like it, they don't seem to exist this season. Like, I don't know what happened. Uh, I mean, maybe that coaching change really was much needed so I'll be curious to see how it plays out but yeah the Oilers have gone downhill real fast and so has Connor McDavid and so has Leon Dreisaitl and you know it kind of goes to show that you can't build a team around two guys like yeah McDavid and Dreisaitl are or were good but when they start to slip your team is going to start drowning too if if you base your entire play style and recruiting and coaching off of these two guys that's a lot of pressure on their backs and it's not going to work out well when things start going downhill and clearly it hasn't so maybe this new coach will completely bring a change and we'll see those old oilers back again but I don't know. Time will tell with that one. Um, We also need to talk about the Ducks. (laughs) 
and I'm really excited about this one because my little last place kings have transformed into an actual contender in the league. Like, they had the longest active winning streak in the NHL at six games, which was unfortunately broken by the dang Penguins. I just, the Penguins just like to haunt my existence as a Caps fan, and then even on the Ducks, they still like to bring me pain. They're the Penguins. <laughs> um, but the Ducks have beat the then undefeated Vegas Golden Knights the playoff-contending Carolina Hurricanes, Sid the Kid and his Penguins in a different game, and the powerhouse Boston Bruins so far this season. I mean, games that us Anaheim fans thought were sure losses were won easily. Like, easily. The Flyers were overtaken 7-4. to four. Like, it's like all of a sudden, the, the Ducks have, like, found their groove. Like, we got Leo Carlson. We got... Pavel Minchikov, uh, Mason McTavish is growing as a player. Um, Frank Vetrano is stepping up. Like Frank Vetrano has two hat tricks on the season, and then Troy Terry and Leo Carlson each have one. And it goes to show that coaching changes were much needed and really gave this team a boost. Um, it is a weird feeling to be winning games regularly. <laughs> Um, and to not be in the bottom couple um, teams in the league and then finishing dead last. Um, but yeah, like, it's just odd. Like, it's so backwards from how it was last season. All of a sudden, it's almost like, <laughs> this might be a bit of a stretch, but it's almost like the Oilers and the Ducks, like, switched places. It's like, the Ducks are, like, a genuinely good team and, like, are genuinely playing with the big boys and showing the league that we're not just some little silly team with a silly little gremlin as our biggest star. Like, it's a well-rounded team. And I think once Jamie Drysdale comes back from injury, um, it'll be even more well-rounded because we'll have another strong presence on defense. Hopefully he's strong with him not having played very much at all. We'll see how that goes, but hopefully he's strong. Um, and yeah, like it's just been so fun to watch, but it's just, it's so backwards from what I feel like we're used to based on last season. Um, and same thing with the Canucks, like, holy cow, the Canucks, like teams seem to absolutely forget how to play hockey when they face the Canucks. Like, this team has bested the Oilers three times and the Predators twice, shut out the Blues and the Stars, beat the Sharks 10 to 1. 10 to 1. And they have a 10 and 3 and 1 start to the season. They're currently fourth in the league overall after finishing 22nd in the league and missing playoffs last season. So it's just, it's another team that has just become completely different and they've started stepping up and showing up offensively and it's weird like I've been watching a lot of their games for whatever reason I guess because they're in my time zone most of the time so if I don't have a Ducks game to watch I'll put on the Canucks and they're just they're fun to watch like they make some incredible plays and they find the net really quickly and 
yeah, they've just been explosive lately, just all of a sudden. And I'm sure there are other examples. And if you guys have any, like, please send them my way because I want to know that I'm not alone in this feeling that hockey has turned upside down. It's turned on its head. Um, like, yeah, it's just, it's been such an interesting season so far. And I feel like there's just so many unexpected things happening and so much chaos, like with decisions by the league. We had the whole pride tape debacle. Now we have the cancer ribbon debacle and coaching changes. And yeah, there's just been like, I feel like it's just been thing after thing after thing. I feel like I'm constantly saving news stories that I see on Twitter and Instagram because there's just always stuff coming out. So yeah, it's just been been a weird backwards upside down season. Um, <laughs> but I'm kind of here for it, honestly. Like it's interesting to see, but yeah, I'll be I'll be curious to kind of revisit this at the end of the season and and see did things stay upside down or was the previous hockey world restored again? Like, are these just flukes um, with these players and these teams or is it something that's going to be changed? You know, it'll be really, really interesting to see. So yeah, send me your examples of the hockey world feeling upside down and let me know that it's not just me and I'm not alone in thinking this. Okay, we are going to move on to the woman of the week. And my woman of the week is Layla Edwards. Uh, Layla is the first black woman to play for the USA Hockey women's team. Um, And it's genuinely surprising to me that it took this long for there to be a black woman on the USA hockey team. And to me, it just really speaks volumes about the lack of diversity in hockey and its inaccessibility to minorities um, due to cost or time availability. Um, Like, it's just, it's really inaccessible to a lot of people. Um, And Layla agrees, um, saying, quote, not to sound ungrateful, but it would have been nice to have someone that looked like me on that team before me. Um, However, she is, quote, glad that she is able to be that someone for another little black girl out there. Um, She's truly a trailblazer in the sport, and although it's a small step and it's kind of the bare minimum, it is a step in the right direction for the sport and especially for women's hockey because women's hockey already is kind of a minority so getting to see that intersectionality of um, a black player playing for a the the biggest women's hockey team in the USA is really really exciting and I hope we'll continue to see more diversity on that team and more diversity across hockey in general because it's slim to none um yeah so I hope Layla does well. I believe she's playing in the rivalry series. And so, you know, wishing her the best. And I'm excited to see her play for sure. Okay, my friends, last but not least, we are going to work on our three stars for the week. Our my third star this week is Charles M. Schultz. 
and you're probably thinking, wait a minute, that name sounds familiar. Um, yes, the creator of the Peanuts is my third star this week. Um, I recently learned that he was a huge hockey fan and actually did a lot to grow the game in the state of California, which is so cool. I absolutely love the Peanuts and I have since I was a kid. Um, and I, I knew that Snoopy and Woodstock, especially in the comics, played hockey a lot, but I never really knew that he was such a big hockey fan. Um, he grew up in Minnesota and he grew up playing hockey. And then once his art brought him to California, um, he built a rink in Santa Rosa. He ran Learn to Skate programs and he created Snoopy's Senior World Hockey Tournament, which is a tournament for older adults to um, get to play hockey again. And it can be amateurs or pros. A lot of former NHLers have been in that tournament. And the oldest person that's been in Snoopy's senior hockey tournament was 91, which is absolutely insane to me. Um, That tournament's still going on and it has been since 1975. So I'm definitely going to have to look into that and check that out this year because how fun. Like, that's so much fun. Um, And I didn't know this either, but Charles M. Schultz is actually honored in the Hockey Hall of Fame. So I just think it's really cool that he was able to use his time and resources to grow the game of hockey. And how fun, like two of my things that I love, the peanuts and hockey, have this little intersection. I just think that's so cool. And I wanted to share that with you guys. So I made Charles my number three star. My number two star is James Ions, um, a referee in the EIHL, which is the England Ice Hockey League. James Ions has has given up his number 47 in honor of the late Adam Johnson. Um, He is quoted as saying, 47 is Adam's legacy. No longer wearing that number felt like the right way to show respect on behalf of all the officials. And I just think that's so lovely and what a sweet way to honor Adam and honor um, Adam's legacy. And I also hope that Um, The referee as well and the referee team in the EIHL will be wearing those net guards um, that have become so popular since Adam's passing. So I just thought that was lovely and just so fantastic. So James Ions is my number two star for the week. And then my number one star had to do it as a Ducks fan, Leo Carlson. Um, Leo became the youngest Ducks player to score a Hattie which is incredible. Um, And not only was it a Hattie, but it was a natural hat trick and the only goal scored in that Ducks game against the Flyers. Like, whoa, that's insane. Incredible, incredible performance from Leo. And I didn't get to watch it because I was out with some friends, but I'm so sad that I didn't get to watch it. I know some of my friends even got to see it in person, um, which is so, so cool. Um, and he's one of only 14 players to score a hat trick as an 18 year old across the league. He's also just so good. Like he boasts seven points in nine games, which is an impressive stat for a rookie. He is just consistently finding the net, passing the puck. He's a fast skater. He's so much fun to watch. Oh, and one of the other cool things about that game is... 
the giveaway item of the night happened to be a hat, <laughs> which what are the chances that our star rookie gets a hat trick on the night that there's a hat giveaway? I kind of makes me wonder if the NHL really is scripted like people like to joke, because that just seems too perfect. But big congrats to Leo. I mean, so, so cool. And I'm just I'm looking forward to continuing to see him play. Okay, my friends, that is about it for this week's episode of What the Chill. Also, I feel like I call you guys my friends a lot, but I want a name for you guys. Like, I want a fandom name. So, if you've made it this far, DM me on Instagram or Twitter at WhatTheChellPod and give me an idea for what I could call my listeners. Like, what's a fun, like, cutesy little name? Like, Taylor Swift has her Swifties and... Uh, Tate McRae has her tater tots. Like, what can I call you guys? Let me know. Um, like I said, DM me, follow me on social media at WhatTheChellPod. You can also follow my personal social media. Um, it's hey Lauren H-A-Y-L-A-U-R-Y-N underscore. Um, that's also linked in my What The Chell bios. And yeah, follow me everywhere and then subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast app you listen on. And please leave a rating or a review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a written review alongside your rating. And those help us out so, so much. It boosts what the chill in the algorithm so that more people get to see it. And please interact with my social media posts as well like them comment on them share them to your stories that also just gets the word out and continues to grow this lovely little community that we've built and yeah I just think it's so fantastic I love you guys so much I hope you have a fantastic week and enjoy some hockey I'll talk at you next time bye